Ladies and gentlemen, um, before we get into this podcast episode, I do have some unfortunate news. We were, we were not able, a couple of weeks back, we promised that we had a new host. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be George Clooney. He, he reached out to us about coming on to this podcast to be permanent. Obviously, we love the idea. We are madly in love with him. Yes. Um, but so unfortunately, we, we scared him away. Um. I don't know if there's video evidence of this, but he came down and without putting any crazy ideas in your head, he uh, bent over to pick something up. And when he got up, we were way closer than he anticipated. And we kind of scared him away. Too close. Far too close. But the scent of him was perfect. It was, it was quite nice. Also, I don't feel like your your review on Jaden Reviews helped him anymore. He, he, was, he, was, <laughs> <laughs> he, he rated, if you, don't, if you aren't aware... Uh, Jaden has a Instagram channel called Jaden Reviews where he'll review a lot of different movies, so please go check that out. But he reviewed recently Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, where George Clooney is starring in it, and he gave it a whopping 6 out of 10. Yeah. And George Clooney, he only accepts 9s and 10s. Actually, I don't even think 9s. I think he only accepts 10s. Only 10s. Yeah, kind of give him a broken heart. And so. <laughs> anyway, that's a long intro that we were not expecting, but... Hello, welcome back to the Gotham Geeks podcast. How's Your two normal hosts are here this week. I'm Jaden. And I'm Mike. Yeah. Um, we're on episode 11. Dang, that's crazy. I know. It feels like just yesterday we started, but we're 11 in. Um, mm-hmm. If you heard at the beginning, we had our ad. We were supposed to have a, a sponsorship last week, but something went went wrong, so it didn't appear. But hopefully you heard our sponsorship at the beginning. Hopefully you loved it. So yeah, make sure to check out Anchor. It's the best yeah. way to do anything on your podcast. I think they were trying to deliver us like the sponsor in person, but one of them tripped <laughs> on the stairs and stubbed their toe and fell down. Yeah, and same with the George ankle. Clooney, where yeah. we like sniffed him was. Yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, just the regular stuff out of the way before we get into today's topic. Make sure to follow us on Instagram or TikTok at um, Geeks Gotham and Guys. I know I, I've said this to a few of you that have messaged me. We will be doing TikToks soon enough. Um, I cannot guarantee the day, but soon enough we're going to be able to do them. Um, then, One yeah, day. make sure to follow us on Apple Podcast as well as Spotify and YouTube at The Gotham Geeks. I think that's everything out of the way. So, Ike, since you are going to be mounting all of the responsibilities today, uh, what that's are we talking me. about? So today we've got a lot of DC news to check up on. And from the looks of it, a lot of it seems to be pretty good news. Now, a lot of that good news will probably come later, so let's go ahead and get some of the some of the bad news out of the way first. Um, I'm sure many of you are probably well aware of, of what I'm about to reference right now, but because the news has been out for a little while, but uh, Barry Allen, the Flash actor Ezra Miller, was recently arrested for things. And so uh, Warner Bros. had... They held what was called a quote-unquote emergency meeting. I just bumped the mic right there. If you can't tell right now, I mean, you probably mentioned this last episode, but we have new mics and everything, and we can't figure these these arms out. It's frustrating. That it's on. They're always, like, swinging back and forth. But um, just like Jaden's arms, he always just walks around, swings his arms back oh, and yeah. forth. I just swing my legs back and forth, but it's okay. I'm rambling at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so the Warner Bros. held an emergency meeting, and um, they – collectively decided that they should put on hold all future Ezra Miller projects 
and this was like right before uh, the new Dumbledore movie came out. Oh, uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts, Beasts, yeah, which is out already. Neither of us have seen it yet, though, as right. of the recording. So that should be the most recent Ezra Miller project that you will see for the foreseeable future. They're still deciding what to do with him. Um, he was arrested, but he has since been released, and they're, I'm assuming, still in talks about what they're going to do for the future of oh, that. Yeah. Um, next piece of, I guess, bad news, or more just interesting news, um, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp are having another trial for their divorce. And How many years has this been going on? This is year six, I believe. I believe so. It started in 2016, was it? Yeah. Which was right around when Amber Heard was doing filming for Justice League, or maybe it was a little bit before that, because it was released in 2017. Yeah, it's probably for Justice Joss League. Yeah. And so, um, if you're unaware, Amber Heard plays uh, the character Mira, which is Aquaman's love interest. And so this court uh, decision, however, however it goes, it will end with the end of one of their careers. I mean, I would say Johnny Depp's career has definitely been hurt Over, in a lot of ways. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. But if Johnny Depp, some, and I think Amber Heard's probably going to win, yep. I'm assuming. Unfortunately. If, yeah. So if that's the case, then Johnny Depp is pretty much he's he's gone. He's there's there's no coming back for him. Yeah. Which, which is really disappointing. But if Johnny Depp somehow manages to win, then that means he'll probably be getting back into a little bit more movies. I'd say Warner Bros is probably still going to be done with him. Oh but, yeah. But um, what that means for Amber Heard and future Aquaman projects is going to be interesting because at that point. I don't know that Warner Brothers would want to hire Amber Heard mm-hmm. after losing that case. So will we see a new casting? I believe they, when people were petitioning to have her removed, I believe they were talking about replacing her with the actress from Game of Thrones. I forget what her name is. Amelia Clark? Amelia Clark, yeah. So a lot of people were wanting that. Interesting. I don't know if that's, if that's what they'll end up doing, if that ever does end up happening. But who knows? We'll see as the trial plays out. But... More to come on that in the coming weeks, I'm sure. Um, next piece of news, which is on the good side, we got The Batman, which is now premiering on HBO Max in as of this recording in two days. So April 7th, 18th, correct? 18th, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So by the time you're listening to this, probably already out. So go ahead and check that on HBO Max if you have it. If you don't have HBO Max, just go to the theaters and watch it. Um, I also believe that the Blu-ray is coming out the following tuesday mm-hmm. which also uh do you want to let let them know what what's to be expected with that oh yeah um blu-ray i don't i can't really say specifically but i'm i'm gonna expect that we're gonna be getting the steel book mm-hmm. i don't know if there's been pictures of that but um obviously it'll be dvd then we'll get the blu-ray there'll be all this extended and extra footage so that's cool mm-hmm. there's probably gonna be some deleted scenes that we haven't seen yet Right. Um, so that, that'll that be some pretty cool. I, I, really, there's not a whole lot we can expect. Mm-hmm. Um, no Way Home just came out on DVD, um, I believe, last Tuesday as of then we're recording this. So that's cool. That's out. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, briefly, I do want to mention um, what he said. I know we're, I'm going back a lot, but going back to Ezra Miller real quick. Both of us had The Flash on our top ten movies. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so by the end of the year, we'll have to swap that around. And I'm going to say... Going into next year, we'll swap that around. I do not see this coming out anytime soon. 
I don't even know if it'll come out at all. It might. It, it probably will. will it's finished but... filming. That's the problem. Unless right. they can like do some wizard deep fake mm-hmm. and get someone else. But uh, we obviously yeah. can't speculate because unless you're done with the news, we the big topic we're going to talk about is going to be interesting and kind of a reset oh, yeah. of everything. So yeah. And also, if they do end up recasting him and refilming, it probably wouldn't be the first time that they've done that in Hollywood. Because I no. believe with um, Back to the Future, they had uh, Michael Fox um, come in after like so many weeks of shooting, and they like Back refilmed the and everything for Back to the Future. No, yeah, Back to the Future. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and there's like side by side comparisons, mm. and then there's other movies as well. I can't think of at the top of my head, but yeah. Well, um. I think the most notable one is Kevin Spader, who, if you look him up, and if you guys look him up, you'll see who he is. He's very recognizable, but um, yeah, uh, right as they were about to finish a project of his, and I'm not going to say the project because, you know, just how awkward the situation was, but things were were leaked about him when he came to um, interactions with women and really young women at that, too. So last minute they had to call somebody else up and they just re-edited or recut all of the scenes that he was in and just had somebody else play him. So it happens. Yeah. But when a movie is completely done like The Flash, it's pretty tricky. Right, right. So if you're going to do anything stupid, just do it before filming <laughs> happens. <laughs> yeah. We don't encourage you to do anything stupid, whether that's like DUIs or whatever, because I believe that's what's going to happen or that's what happened to the next person that we're yeah. going to talk about, Barry Again, Keoghan. Keoghan? Yep. All right. I, I, I've never known how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry, Barry. But uh, apparently he had gotten into some, a little tussle recently, which um, I don't know how it'll affect his career, what's going to happen. But uh, according to thedirect.com, uh, we see that it was his first reported uh, by Ireland's Independent that actor Barry Keoghan was arrested in Dublin on the morning of Sunday, April 10th due to complaints from a resident about a man outside their window. When authorities arrived, they found the 29-year-old actor intoxicated. And then following his arrest, Irish police force issued a statement, and then they had a bunch of other stuff that I'm not going to get into, but essentially he got into a little bit of trouble. They don't know if they'll uh, continue uh, much more projects with him like super soon, but I think based on the situation, it won't be, he, a, big it won't be a big deal. It won't yeah. be Ezra Miller level. Plus, Ezra Miller had already had like a lot of sketchy stuff that he did like beforehand as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Hopefully, everything with that comes uh, comes to a nice ending and gets cleared up quickly. But with that out of the way, I believe we can go ahead and move on to the main topic, the most exciting topic of today, which would be the recent buyout of Warner Brothers. Um, ah, yes. Just this week, Discovery... Actually, it wasn't just this week. It was a couple weeks back, because I mentioned this to you off-camera mm-hmm. a while back that Discovery was looking to buy Warner Bros., and they did. Mm-hmm. Um, with this, though, is going to come some huge change. Of what, uh, tell me the exact number, if it's on the screen. Wasn't it... I believe it was like $47 billion. It was the biggest buyout Ooh. of any company ever. I think so. Let's what I think see. is hilarious is... I, I, you know, I know that um, Discovery's big, but, like, in my mind, <laughs> it's not that big big enough to buy a warner bros but yeah um they're gonna be doing a lot of overhauls with pretty much everything which there's gonna be pros and cons of that but obviously Mm -hmm. the big one that they were the most excited to share that we are most excited to hear about is that's dc so if you want to read what that says or whatever what 
it's going to entangle. But yeah, uh, you were right. It is $40.4 billion that they bought them out for. And um, apparently when they were talking, they said there's a lot of changes that they want to make. And these changes, I mean, whenever we hear Warner Bros. making changes, I always kind of like kind of yeah. like tense up and I'm like, okay, what, what dumb thing are, gonna, are they going to do this time? But since Discovery is kind of now having more of a say on things, it seems like what they want is they want a couple things. But starting off with the big one, is they're looking for a Kevin Feige-like um, figurehead, someone that can be like, the face of the DC, someone who can, I guess, act as the director, as the uh, the marionette pulling the strings for the puppets mm-hmm. of the entire DC universe, someone who can provide like that structure that Kevin Feige has done so well with Marvel. And that honestly opens up some questions, like, the biggest one is who would that be? Who would you who would you say? Who would you want to be DC um figurehead, Kevin Feige yeah, figurehead? Yeah. And who do you think probably will even if you don't want them to be? Yeah. Um yeah, that's a tricky question. Um I don't know who I think should be it. I think the easy answer for us would just be Zack Snyder. Right. But we'll get more into this when you when we come up with a few other points, but I am a little worried about yep. this whole Kevin Feige thing. I, I think that there should be someone overseeing it, but if they're trying to run it like Kevin Feige runs it, we're in for some trouble because we've already so. we've already done this. We've already done this enough. I mean, you know, look at Man of Steel at the start. It was like Christopher Nolan, um, Zack Snyder, and then there was another guy. I can't remember who it was, but... Oh, it was the guy who originally directed Green Lantern before Green Lantern came out and got oh, this terrible yeah, yeah, backlash. Yeah. Right. It was supposed to be these three were going to like helm this DC universe set in um, the Dark Knight trilogy. Obviously, Man of Steel isn't, but right. you know we all know where this all went. But like, we've done this before. I don't think you can do what Marvel's doing to their level. But no. what I want, I said I don't know the person. I want someone in charge who actually knows DC. Because right. as much as I like Zack Snyder, I hate to admit it, he did not really understand the full grasp of what DC was. There's a lot of jokes people make that he's the type of person who he'll just look at a panel and be like, oh, that's really cool. And then he'll like get that exact shot, but he doesn't read right. the actual novel or the actual comic. And, you know, it's understandable if if you feel that way. But I do think we need a Kevin Feige who knows DC mm-hmm. because Kevin Feige knows Marvel like the back of his hand. He knows right. everything and anything about it. So Exactly. Is there someone that you have in mind other than Zack Snyder? <laughs> um, not really. George Clooney? Uh, oh, yes. George Clooney <laughs> would be excellent. Top 10. Um, well, top number one, actually. But yeah. um, when, when Man of Steel was being made, I believe Christopher Nolan was attached to that as producer or something yeah. of the sort. And like you were talking about, they were going to make this big universe with it. So, I mean, we know how well like Nolan handled the Dark Knight trilogy. I know a lot of people don't like the third installment. And I know you're one of those people. And I know I'm not. It's my. It's the least impressive one. Mm-hmm. I think it, it doesn't hold like any weight compared to the other two, I think. But I still feel like he, he tied it up nicely. I don't think he'd ever, Christopher Nolan would ever want to come in. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. UDC. Um, I think uh, having someone like James Gunn might be interesting. I was going to say, yeah, he'd be good. James Wan would be good, too, James the guy Wan. who directed Aquaman, because yeah. he has a yeah. real love for these characters. Mm-hmm. My one concern with James Gunn would be is it all it would all be the kind of style of Suicide mm-hmm. Squad, which, again, it worked for the movie itself, but 
I can't see that being in the same universe as something like Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of people don't like those movies. I will still like stand by those movies like to the end of time just because, I mean, I really like them. But there's just that certain tone that Zack Snyder brought to the table with Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and even uh, even with Wonder Woman, they did a good job kind of staying consistent and true to that tone where I feel like once Zack Snyder was kind of released from his duties or relieved of his duties, they just, they never really had a plan and they just had a bunch of different directors yeah. coming and doing their own thing and hoping it all kind of worked out. So I would definitely agree that we'd need some sort of Kevin Feige-like figure to kind of keep everybody in check and make sure they're all kind of sticking to the same mm-hmm. map, same path, because it seems like everybody's trying to do their own thing and whoever's making the next movie has to take into account, oh, well, we can't do that with this character because of this thing over here that changed everything. So it's it seems really, really messy right now, and the tone is getting really discombobulated. Yeah. So I would personally really like to have Zack Snyder come back, even if the movies aren't super great. There's a lot to talk about with them. There's a lot you can say, okay, even people who dislike Batman versus Superman can still find stuff in it that they like. Like Batman fighting Superman on screen is really cool. Or the Batman warehouse scene. That's really cool. Or um, lots of different things that you can have, like, uh, different opinions on. Like, with like I believe we both stand by the whole um, Martha incident with mm-hmm. him uh, getting angry at Superman for mentioning that name. Like, that is something that I think we hold too strongly. Whereas other people, like, most people, I would say, are like, no, that's a really stupid thing. But that's kind of what makes these movies interesting is, like, there's stuff to talk about with them. And so... If we do have Zack Snyder come back in, there's still going to be a lot of that happening, but at least it will all still seem consistent. Yeah. Um, another thing to bring up, too, we maybe should have started with this or mentioned. So if you don't know what Kevin Feige does, um, he has the same job that now um, um, John Favreau has with the Star Wars Disney shows. Mm-hmm. They're, they're executive producers. So Kevin Feige is typically on set. He's in all the meetings when it comes to how it's written and um, I know that we joke and trash on Marvel or whatever, but one thing that they do when it comes to their jokes is it's so specific that even if you have, say, you know, Winter Soldier's fairly dark or Civil War is fairly dark, then you have a Guardians movie. It all feels like it's in the same universe. Right. Whereas there are a lot of movies in the DCEU I love, but, like, my biggest problem with The Suicide Squad is it really makes zero sense in the retrospective of everything mm-hmm. else that's came before it. So you can make them unique and different, but at least have one tone that kind of is consistent all the way through. Exactly. And treat whoever your Kevin Feige is like they do mm-hmm. Kevin Feige or John Favreau, where, um, hey, so we want to shoot this scene and have this character, and and he can be like, well, yes, that'd be cool, but hey, so in the last movie he would this he or she was here, so right. we can't have them interfere with this or something like that because. As cool as the fan service was in um, Peacemaker, it made zero sense for the Justice League to show up, and it's right. understandable too why they did it. But like, make it so that it all makes sense or that it's coherent or whatever. So definitely, yeah. And what's really interesting, I guess, bouncing off of that is what uh, Discovery wanted next on their list. And I, I don't think like there's they had. I mean, they probably do have some sort of list, but I'm I don't I don't know. That I'm doing this in order, but. Um, it seems like they also want more movies like Joker just because mm-hmm. of how successful it was, which is really interesting. And I know we were talking about this earlier, but it's weird to say that you want movies like orchestrated in the way that a Marvel movie would be orchestrated 
with having a figurehead like Kevin Feige kind of making sure everything's in the same place, but then also want movies like Joker, which the re- the whole reason Joker works is because you don't have to tie it into the rest of the DC movies. It's its own standalone thing. It's focused on telling its own story, and it doesn't have to worry about fitting into some overall plan of movies. It's just worried about showing us a good movie. Mm-hmm. And what I'm worried about is if they try to take that and make it into a universe it might not you might not get the best of both worlds you're just kind of getting yeah. the worst of both worlds yeah i think it's really tricky because like i know that the uh, phase 1 i don't know why it took me so long to say that phase 1 of the mcu it's very much a standalone right. until you look at the post credit scenes and then you kind of see it's consistent all the way through right. but the reason it was laid out that way is let's say avengers failed then that was it mm-hmm. and you could appreciate those other films for the standalones Exactly. I hope the way that, again, nothing's in the works right now that we know of that they're interfering with or whatever. Everything that's in the works is most likely coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with them doing everything's a Joker style where it's standalone and it's very um, one-off specific. It has a very unique tone. Right. You can put all of that together, mm-hmm. but it has to feel earned. That's um, fair. I feel like we're kind of over this phase of let's have all these movies built to one event. And once that's events over, let's have all these movies build to the next event. And once that's over, so I don't really know. Like it, I I kind of like the way that DCEU is set up currently. Not just the DCU, the DC universe. We're like we just got the Batman, so that's standalone. We're building a Batman universe. Um, even something like the DC superhero pets, which is coming out, mm-hmm. like that already has the Justice League established. Right. Like we don't. It's not having six thousand movies to get to that one point. So. I don't know. It's 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 going to be tricky because I think it's great that you want to have a Joker movie or everything to be not. It, they don't mean it in tone, but you know, one off. That's an excellent movie by most people's standards type of thing. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't have it both ways, where you want it to be a consistent universe, but also do standalone. And they didn't say that they want it to be a stand a consistent universe. I think when we hear the word Kevin Feige, we just assume. Right. So that's maybe true. they want a Kevin Feige person who just understands DC and then they only do standalones, which I, I think is cool because as great as, well, uh, as good as I thought the Suicide Squad was, it was like, oh, that's cool. But I hate that it's in the DCEU because yeah. I, I'd prefer it to be standalone. So I'm cool with them doing everything standalone. Mm-hmm. And then you can do, I mean, the multiverse is a thing. Right. So you can just bring them all together. Yeah. Um, but even if I know we're trying to re, uh, do a hard reset, but hypothetically, if this Flash movie ever comes out, it's already doing it. So like, right? And you're gonna reboot a series and then reboot it right after. I just don't mm-hmm. know what they're gonna do. But and that's the other thing is I think a huge problem with superhero movies and just even branching out of superhero movies now, but multiverse type, I guess climactic events or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. seems to be. Hollywood's way or director's way of saying okay well we're kind of fresh out of ideas let's go ahead and reset everything yeah it seems kind of like a cheap way out I understand that it can be done well and so far it kind of has been but now it almost seems like it's kind of being overdone and it's not super exciting I mean it's fun for the fan service to see like oh you get three different Spider-Men from three different directors coming and meeting each other, or you have well, what we're assuming is going to be two different Batmans coming and meeting each other with the Flash movie. 
it seems like it's kind of just getting a little out of hand and there hasn't been like again yeah. there's not like a whole lot of them out there but it seems to be almost like a trend now or like yeah yeah i think my biggest problem with that is um doctor strange hasn't come out so obviously mm-hmm. we don't know but professor x is going to be in that and it's going to be um, patrick stewart who's already played him so my problem with how marvel's treated it and because of morbius they did the multiverse thing too it's like so the MCU is, as of right now, I believe 26, 27 movies, and then you have six shows. Right. So that's its own universe. But then Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire come in, so then you're like, okay, so then we have to add these five films, and then Morbius does something, and it's like, okay, so now this, and like, you get to a point where every movie that's ever came out, you just assume is in the same universe. Right. Um, a multiverse movie just came out, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I just saw that last night. Fantastic movie, because it's a one-off, and they're never going to touch it again. And it treated the multiverse in such a cool way because you don't know the character. So you're getting mm-hmm. to learn about them. And then you get to see all these other versions of them and see how their life would be because of one simple change. Right. I don't want the DC EU to follow any of this because right. then we're going to have the, okay, well, so Robert Pattinson's Batman takes place in this universe. But then like three universes to the left, here's the um, Christopher Nolan movie. I this reminds me of, you remember back in, 20, I think it was 2016, when it was Civil War, Batman v Superman, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Fast and Furious, and then you had Transformers. They all came out, and it was like a versus movie, where right. it was heroes fighting against each other. This, to me, feels yep. like that phase, where everybody wants to get in on the versus phase. Now we're in the mm-hmm. multiverse phase, where everyone wants to have a, all of these different universes colliding into one. Right. So. And it doesn't seem like, and I know a lot of people are interested in that, but it's not something that that I personally want to see. I'm mm-hmm. still going to see it, whether I want to or not. Yeah. But <laughs> um, what I think would be interesting, though, is what director Todd Phillips from uh, Joker, of course, uh, said is you can still have, like, a consistent storyline of movies, like with Zack Snyder's Justice League and Batman for Superman and all that. And to be honest, like, I would love to con- to see Zack Snyder continue, like, that story because it seemed like he was building up to some really interesting stuff with, like, Superman going evil because Lois Land died and Batman teaming up with Joker and the rest of the Justice League while other parts of them died. Like, there's a lot of really interesting stuff to go there. But then he also said, like, you can also have a separate, not, like, universe, but, like, mm-hmm. different types of uh, DC films called DC Black Label where you have individual stories telling different character or showing portraying different characters on screen just focusing on i guess the storytelling element like Mm -hmm. you can give us a standalone joker movie you could give us a standalone mr freeze standalone riddler you could have a standalone batman trilogy like with the batman and they don't all have to be connected they can just be individual stories from different universes the universes don't have to collide they can just exist and you can choose to like them or not it doesn't all have to be worried about connecting to each other, but then you can still have your DCEU where you have a continual streamline of movies. But that would be the way that I would like to see it done is like you can have a streamline of movies where like you have a Kevin Feige like figure like Zack Snyder or someone take over and give us a consistent storyline. And then you have DC black label movies where you have a little bit more darker, true to the comics, grittier, like R rated movies like Joker or just dark movies like the Batman and doing their own thing. I think another thing that I think we have to really put into account is love it or hate it, the MCU is never going to end. I've made jokes to many people that we're going to die before it ends, but I think the thing that they have over all these things is 
you would have expected Endgame to be it, and they're like, yes, that's the big event, but how do we continue? So, right. you know, the MCU, believe it or not, not everyone knows this, it's like five years ahead, so they know what the movies in the next three to four to five years are going to be. Mm-hmm. They already have previs for a lot of it, which is crazy. Let's say, again, that Zack Snyder was able to do his complete vision. It would have had an end, and yep. then there'd be a year or two with nothing, and then Warner Bros. say, boom, let's reboot it. Warner Brothers needs to accept that you either have to do all these standalones or if you want to do a continual story, you're, you can never end it. Right. Because Marvel has it laid out to the point where it'll always be interesting. I know, again, we've made a lot of jokes and I feel like I'm kind of flipping the table and like loving on them. But, you know, I do love these movies. Um, most of them. Well, I'll say some of them. But <laughs> I will watch anything that says Disney and um, Marvel Studios on it because... I'm always intrigued and I always want to see what happens next. DC, on the other hand, unless they're able to really hit the nail in the coffin with whatever they're doing, it's like, so you're going to fight Darkseid? And then what's next? Because they don't act like Brainiac exists or they don't, you know, we, we've we seen, I don't want to say those are the only two big villains. There's obviously a lot, but Darkseid to them is like the only big character. Whereas Marvel, right. they did Thanos. They're like, okay, so we have Galactus. After we do Galactus, if they do Galactus, we have Kang the Conqueror and this, this, this. I mean, they have so many villains to pick from. Right. And it feels like DC's really stuck up on Darkseid. So. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And there's some there's something very interesting to be said about what DC's done with, like, Batman and Superman, where they have it as more of a mantle that other actors kind of pick up and they show their own portrayal of Batman or Superman just because there's so many different iterations of that character. And mm-hmm. you can be like here's our portrayal of this type of Batman from this type of comic based off of um, this certain writer's or this certain author's yeah. version of the comic character. And that's fine. I really like that. However, it would be... I, I also enjoy it when the directors branch out and they're like, okay, we're not going to do Joker for the billionth time. I will still see Joker each and every time. And I'm, I'm still excited when I see, like, oh, a new actor is going to play Joker because, like, when, they, um, when there were rumors about Barry Keoghan, again, I'm yeah. messing up his name... But when he was going to be Joker, I was like, oh, okay, I'm really interested to see how he'll portray the character. Even if I don't like it, I'm still, I'm intrigued by the fact that there's a different iteration of that same character. But I am more interested in the sense that there could be more, like, just, DC has a lot of really good villains, especially Batman villains, that we haven't seen yet. Or even Superman villains, like you just said, like with Brainiac, that we just haven't gotten yet. And then the question could be, do we have to see those villains in the same storyline, like having Ben Affleck meet each and every one of those villains from that universe? Or do you have a reboot of the same character, but then bring in new different villains each time? Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I think that's really it. Um, I'm just going to put as a warning because I feel like when I start editing this, we have other people that are in the room now, so there could be some more background noise. It is what it is. Just right. follow us from here, but yeah. continue with the next point or whatever and so finally the last point that we want to talk on real quick here is that discover or discovery wants to revitalize the superman character because they feel like he's been very heavily underutilized in the dc movies to that and to that we both say amen i think um henry cavill's definitely been left in the dust now whether they mean henry cavill's superman has been underutilized or just the character superman as a whole I don't know, but I would love to see more of Henry Cavill Superman and even just Superman as a whole. We don't have to um, get rid of his character right now just because there's so much more that we can see with um, with his particular iteration. But Yeah. Um, 
I think it's, I understand, you know, they need to re be revitalized because they treated Superman like garbage. Mm -hmm. And I understand he's very different Superman. It doesn't matter. We never got to see him to his fullest. So he could have been the most comic accurate Superman at the end of the day. And I, yeah. I, I love Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be Henry. If they somehow pull it off and they bring Henry Cavill back, I'm going to be so happy. It's not going to be that way. But I want to put into consideration, too, the rumored Michael B. Jordan appearance as Superman with J.J. Abrams. So that's probably yeah. not happening anymore. Probably not. I did some research before we showed up here, and, like, it's still in the works. But if they're really trying to revitalize Superman, they're going to shut that down and do their own version. Um, yeah. To that, I say I'm all for it. But at the same time, I really like, well, five of the members of the original Justice League that we got. I, I can't really say Ezra anymore because of what they did, but, like... right. I couldn't see another Aquaman. I couldn't see another Wonder Woman or another yeah. Batman. Or Well, Batman, I think, is the easiest one. Yeah. You can see many others. But, like, Henry Cavill is Superman. Love I him or agree. hate him. So I don't really have anything else to say on that. I'm very curious what they mm -hmm. want to do. Most certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that said, that basically wraps up all the DC news that we have for now. If more comes up, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some oh, yeah. point. Who knows? We're going to leave and the craziest news of all time is going to come out. We're going to have to like, rush back here or something. But yeah, yeah. Um, I guess just final thoughts on the entire thing in general. I'm pretty excited about it just because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I made a joke earlier that Discovery isn't as big as I think, but Discovery really knows what they're doing because it blows my mind how much they own that is mm -hmm. like through and through considered like really good television or really good networking or whatever. So like, right. I have high hopes, but I, I just want to put as a warning, don't get excited too soon. We won't be hearing any like big news about the changes right. probably till I'm going to say not even till next year. So, yeah, I'm just really optimistic that someone else is coming in and kind of telling Warner brothers like, Hey, what you're doing right now is kind of stupid. We want to, we need to change that type of deal. And even if that changes for the worse, at least someone's kind of standing up to, to Warner Bros. and saying, like, yeah. hey, we're doing something different. Superman's being underutilized, or we kind of need a Kevin Feige-like figure, which are two really big issues right now, I would say. Oh, yeah. So, again, could be good, could be bad. We don't know yet. Don't need to be super optimistic about that, but it is still exciting to see what they will do with that. Absolutely. And lastly, I just want to add before we uh, wrap this up too, um, Warner Bros. is DC is not the only thing they own. So hopefully news comes out soon about other big franchises that they own that they could revitalize and mm -hmm. reboot kind of. Obviously, the biggest one is Harry Potter, and I prefer they don't touch that, but Warner Bros. has a lot of big-time like mm -hmm. properties. Definitely. So we'll see what comes out. I think soon enough, Discovery is going to have Hey, here's their full lineup. But again, we got to see that with the DCU in 2016. We know how lineups go, and about 90% of it never came out. So it is what it is. Um, I'm a little, I'm very skeptical, but I'm also very hopeful for the future. But yeah, that's really all I have to add to that. Yeah. Same here. But yeah. As always, we are the Gotham Geeks podcast. I'm Jaden. And I'm Mike. Yeah, we'll catch you guys sometime next week. Oh, before we leave, sorry. We'll, we'll do that outro one last time uh you want to just give us a heads up about what next week's gonna look like and who we have on so we're gonna have a guest right. next week so next week we have my good friend samuel gage coming on the podcast we have a couple different ideas of what we might talk about and we're coming close to what uh what exactly we'll be doing so get excited for that he's a big big movie nerd as well really um really intelligent as well so he'll be really fun to have on um again Really, really sorry, George Clooney. We couldn't get you on. <laughs> yeah, we didn't mean to get that close. Sorry. Yeah, no Clooney, but 
Yeah, anyway, so we will see you guys next week. Um, It'll be, I'm going to assume we'll be in a different location for part of it, not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But depending on if one of our ideas lays out. But anyway, we'll we're just rambling at this point. So yep. Gotham Geeks Podcast, as always, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Adios.